Hello and welcome to The Rabbit Hole, the Definitive Developers Podcast. Live at large in New York. I'm your host, Michael Nunez, our co-host today. Dave Anderson. And today, we're asking, what is your senior engineer superpower? Yeah, I wish it was lasers. <laughs> yeah, just shooting lasers everywhere. But it is not, yeah. No? No. We're going to talk about different superpowers that a senior engineer has. We'll try and dive through and see if we can find your superpower and share their art super abilities with the world, I guess. Yeah, I feel like becoming a senior engineer is a slow process and you don't really realize that it's happening until you look back and you're like, oh, that was my origin story. That's how I became a superhuman. Like it was that radioactive ooze that got onto my keyboard (laughs) (laughs) or in my coffee. But yeah, so like when when did you become a senior engineer? I was late one night, like at the client and a radioactive spider bit me. That's that's, <laughs> that's where it happened. No, no, I think so. I was at a client for X amount of like for some months and I was responsible for like I was in a few projects like with the client. And I think at some point it was just like the turn of a new client. Like it was like a new Like they ran an inception on a particular thing they wanted to build on the website. And then like when we, it was time for us to like develop that feature, like things just like I moved around differently. Like I managed it very well, was able to deliver the feature. And I think the first thing that happened that made it, and I think it just like clicked. And then like, I, how do you say like, broke Kaioken, as they were saying, Dragon Ball Z or yeah, whatever. Did a straight backflip. Yeah, straight backflip. Like, I knew a senior engineer, you know, they had asked and estimated, you know, how long would this take, roughly, if we all had to, you know, kind of figure out the timing of this? And my answer was, it depends. <laughs> it depends. It depends. And I but never like, knew that. Not as a joke, but like from the bottom of your heart, you're like, hmm. Yeah, exactly. It was just like, I knew it depended on things and that I knew <laughs> what those things were to talk about, whether they depended on it. That was right. me. That was yeah. like, and I, I've heard that phrase used a lot and I was like, yeah, of course it depends. Yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> it's like, what, a, what a nonsense thing to say. Like, that's yeah, like, have you put no thought into this? But like, yeah, that, that makes sense. Like, if you say it and you mean it and you can back it up, that's a different thing because like, you can quantify the uncertainties like you can list them out and like know what the different kinds of things that might like bite you in the butt besides the radioactive spider that gave you your super senior engineer superpowers (laughs) or like know what the trade-offs are also Mm -hmm. like you know we can do a little bit of this we can do a little bit of this or Mm -hmm. you can go middle exactly yeah and then like you know different from identifying the things that you know and you don't know right because like you have enough experience to have been in the field for x amount of time where you now know the things that you may not know and has you have to put that into consideration for the project that you have to build so it depends. That's, that, that's why I'm giving that one to everyone. That's a happy birthday. Like you can use that in all your meetings. It depends, but you have to mean it. It has to come from the heart. Right. I mean, it's balanced with experience, you know, find that level of experience. Right. Yeah. For me, I think I had been on a couple of different like disparate clients bouncing around 
on different projects like very quickly and i finally landed on a new project new code base new people and it didn't feel overwhelming to like get started like i was just like in the middle of the soup completely you know uncertain not knowing anything but i felt like i knew who to ask what questions and i knew you know what kinds of things would help right just like being able to navigate those waters right like you know to kind of look at the get blame and see if that person's still around to ask any questions yeah and like knowing also like how to ask it like diplomatically and like kind of build soft relationships like making friends and you know getting to know people on a deeper level so that you can like appreciate the context of the place and you know have fun doing work and also like knowing even though you don't know certain things that you can still lift people up around you like you can contribute what you do know or like what experience you have to like guide people in the right direction even if like you're kind of taking a back seat to them being the main star of the show right and that comes when you are constantly entering different teams and different code bases. Like, I don't know if like that ability, the more experience you have doing that, the better you get at joining teams and reading different code bases where you, you know, you develop that skill, that ability to navigate the waters as I, I feel like when I, <laughs> when I hear that, it's just like knowing, you know, you may have some rough terrain coming up and you need to know the tools necessary to move upward and onward with a new team. There's new relationships you would have to build, all sorts of stuff like that. That, that doesn't come easy. That takes some time. Yeah, I think another thing that like kind of helps or can be like an engineering superpower is like just being very earnestly curious about the things that are around you and like trying to understand how they came to be as they are like kind of taking it apart, understanding what kind of trade-offs were made for time or for like whatever reasons and appreciating how things came to be and not just being like, Oh, what a pile of junk this other person wrote or, you know, maybe even yourself. A couple months ago, as it goes. Right. I mean, because the worst thing you can do is like read a piece of code and say, oh, man, this this is what is this? And then you check that, get blame, and it's you. <laughs> <laughs> that that doesn't work too well. And what you mentioned, like, you know, being curious about, you know, how something was designed with no judgment behind that, right? With experience, you get humbled from that, from your experience to know that you could just read things, kind of understand what's happening here, and then continue on with whatever you were trying to figure out in your curiosity. Right. And like there are like different patterns that you can apply for success. Like you can look at something and generally see, okay, like if I apply a design pattern here, like maybe it'll make it easier in this way or that way and kind of like being able to separate out like okay like when that can come in or like when it may you know it may have been like okay like they could have done that but 
they didn't have time or there was some other trade-off that led them to a different solution. And there are many solutions, so. Yeah, I think it's like, reminds me of the retrospective prime directive. Like once you... <laughs> Once you like, once that resonates with you, when you are like reviewing code or being curious about something, like that's when you are at peace with the thing that you're reading and then kind of being able to use what's in front of you and make things better. For those who don't remember, because I can't really do it off the top of my head, I opened the tab. So I'm just going to read it anyway. You ready, Dave? Okay. All right, cool. <laughs> Regardless of what we discover, we understand and truly believe that everyone did the best job they could given what they knew at the time, their skills and abilities, the resources available, and the situation at hand. So, help, I think me, that, so help me God. So, <laughs> so help me God. That quote like has much more meaning when you are curious and you're looking at things and then you know you quench the thirst of curiosity and you continue on. Right. And you had also like some measure of experience of like doing the wrong thing or the stupid thing in order to get something that you knew, like, you know, it's like, I know that this is not great, but I'll do it. Or maybe you didn't know it wouldn't be great. And you found out. Yep. When, you know, after the spider bite, and I realized my full potential as a senior engineer. <laughs> you got your cape. Yeah, I got the cape on. The onesie. I, got, I, got, I, got the, I got the onesie and it's stitched well, right? It's not like the old materials. I use brand new materials as I'm fighting crime and programming world. The one thing that I learned, and I think this is a combination of, this is something that I learned when I was not a senior engineer. And then I learned what not to do when I became one. And it's like lifting up my team members. I think that's something that I try to do every day, like with my team, ensure that they're empowered and they have the autonomy to build like whatever feature is in front of them with the information that they need to continue moving forward. And, you know, I don't really have anything to prove at that point. So I don't have to take like the hardest ticket, right, to get to this end of the sprint. I feel like that just kind of robs the experience away from other individuals who are trying to find their superpower. Mm, yeah, that's definitely pretty true. Like, you know, you've already kind of like tested your metal, like, and you feel confident enough to like step back and create a space for other people to succeed. And you know where you can help lift them up and where you can maybe they can lift you up or like give them a chance to you know practice some other kind of muscles right and like it doesn't help you know i think i could use the example of practicing the muscles i don't go to the gym ladies and gentlemen so i'm gonna try my best here but like if i constantly <laughs> if i constantly starve an individual from not working out then they're never going to get strong right like you have to give people the challenging problems so that they can work out that programmer I mean, algorithm. Well, you, you, what you do know though is you do, do know shoveling the walk. Yeah. <laughs> so if you don't let any, if you don't let any shovel the walk, she'll never get strong. <laughs> <laughs> no, or no, Gio, no, you gotta get, you gotta let you shovel the walk. He's gonna so he can level up. I mean, there's a task for Geo, but I don't think it's shoveling snow right now. 
I'm looking forward to the day that he does. And then I got to, I actually have two shovels and that's like, one is mine and one is for Gio when he grows up. And I think, and that's another thing too, is like, uh, funny you brought it up, is also identifying whether the task is too strong, is too much for a person. Oh, okay. I'm not there yet. I thought Gio could do it. I thought he had the core strength. <laughs> no, 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 no. He was good enough today to walk down the street. Okay. The path that I built for him. That's okay. what he did. Okay. But he can't shovel snow. But the ability to, I mean, it's not only like, oh, you're delegating tasks and you're giving it to other individuals, but more like knowing that a person is capable of this challenge and then giving them that problem, I think also is a signal that you are a senior engineer who's caring about their team and wanting them to grow. So you got you to gotta look at the task at hand. Don't give a two-year-old a shovel and expect them to make a path. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, I, th- I think another thing that is senior engineering superpower is like, like we were talking about before, like having experience and kind of letting that guide you. And when you hit some kind of a problem, like experience gives you an intuition to the right Google foo or debugging. Like you know what the right problem or question is in that situation. And it ain't no thing. Like even if you don't know what it is, like you can just it's like water just rolling over you. Yeah, definitely that that Google foo steps up and you know exactly what to search. You find that one post that answers the question and it's the only one that exists on the internet. <laughs> Classic. Oh man, that feels so good. I don't understand how I was like, and that I felt like, you know, some things in the topics that we mentioned are like, you know, like you can know from the top of your mind that you, bam, you know this thing. But like the Google foo was like gradual and then it just became like the skill in itself yeah i think a corollary of this is also like you know besides like looking outside of the code base into the world and you know into the people around you and google and stack overflow there's also like kind of having being able to like develop like a map of like where things are in the code like hopefully your code is like organized in a way or you can enforce some kind of structure on the code that lets you into it where something might be like i've definitely had times when i just felt like on fire because like i didn't know something would exist but i just was like it's gonna be here and then it was there and i I just (laughs) used it and it was like that's great and you just know i mean that's that i guess that also speaks like volumes to like the people who came before me as well like because obviously there's some kind of like logical shape to what they have done but you know, to have that kind of spider sense is pretty helpful. Yeah, it definitely is helpful. And then like, as you mentioned, like either whether it is Google for, you know, the framework, the language that you're working with, the methods that exist, that'll help, you know, you and your team build better software. Have you ever had to help somebody plan a project? Yes, I had to plan a project before and I definitely know that this is not something this is something that I knew I could do because I was a senior engineer and I don't think that I would have been able to do that without that knowing that you know brand new project and it was a brand new like skill in general it's like using AWS serverless right I was like all right we need a project that does that uses the serverless right because that's the future 
AWS is the future. <laughs> and I was like, what? what I've heard, yeah. yeah was like, don't need roads. Nope, nope, no, none of that because everything is serverless. Where are the servers? We don't know. We got an episode on that. And I had no idea what to do for that, but I knew I had to learn the skills necessary to you know, make deployments for a serverless framework and using the API gateway and all sorts of stuff and just planning and talking about the things, the you know, potential roadblocks that we may have and like being able to look months into the future of the problems that we have in our planning was because I was able to have experience in previous plans that I, you know, was a part of and that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And like, so you, you know what kind of things have gone wrong when you've tried to plan something before. So you can have like a contingency in your back pocket or you can kind of like Include that in your planning fudge factor and whatnot. Right. Like, you know, whenever possible, don't try to find the simplest answer. Don't try to hand roll things that already exist. Even if you don't like 10% of it, don't throw 90% of it away. You know, like you figure <laughs> out the things that you need to, you know, build the plan forward and then, you know, assess whether this is achievable whether it isn't. And I think we mentioned before, like the more you know, the more you know of the things you don't know. And then you get to assess how long it would take for you to take the things you don't know and then know them. <laughs> <laughs> but that, to me, I felt like that was something I knew as a senior engineer. I mean, yeah, when you put it like that, it just sounds so easy. Just know the things you don't know. Yeah, sure. Just no, be no. A, be a I mean, but you got to know. Yeah, by knowing more, you know that there's more things you don't know to have to know those things so that you know more than you know, though. But you never not know the things you don't know. It's true. It's true. Yes. Don't fight it, everyone. <laughs> the last one for me, this is like, I guess, a little, little personal. But I would say mentorship is a sign of a senior engineer to me, I feel. And it's not because I'm doing it, even though I am doing it right now. I work with an organization that helps individuals learn to code. And like being able to explain like concepts to someone who's never picked up or have never done programming before. Dave, I want you to do me a favor really quick and people who are listening. I want you to close your eyes and then remember a time where like a string data structure was foreign to you like do you remember that i mm, don't yeah visual basic <laughs> like I'm, it feels I'm like there. so far i feel so far long ago to explain what a string is and like what is it used for and being able to explain that in a way that someone grasps the concept to me i feel like that is a sign because you're able to be patient you're able to explain things understand the thing that you're trying to explain for them to like pick it up and continue their path to learning yeah and I, I guess there's also like a lot of different like levels of that too because like you can mentor someone who doesn't know what a string is but then you can take that also to like coaching somebody who mm -hmm. may know more than you and is like more talented but you can kind of like help them see mm -hmm. the forest for the trees or you know whatever else you're trying to work on Right. And I mean, I, I use the example of like learning from scratch because that's what I'm currently doing right now. But mentorship is a wide range of things. Like you mentioned, Dave, the someone learning what an like big int is and integer and that stuff versus, you know, this person wants to learn, you know, react best practices and you being able to mentor that person too about those things. Yeah, it's important. 
So important. So I think we learned a lot. Definitely be on the lookout for spiders and <laughs> goo on your keyboards. Yeah, on keep your keyboards, keep your yeah. keyboards clean. No spiders. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe we want the goo on the keyboard. I don't know. And if there was something else that gave you your superpower to become a senior engineer, I would love to hear it. I'm curious what other crazy did you did you know did someone change your keyboard to Dvorak and then you had to force yourself to learn it and then that's how you became a senior engineer? Oh, that sounds like a nightmare. No, but imagine you became a senior engineer. You had to fight your way through Dvorak key bindings and learning it, or you did Emacs. Like you know, oh, was it that yeah. that did it to you? Was or like, it- or maybe you like fell down one day and you could only type in Dvorak. Like, oh like, man, oh. that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like oh, I don't know QWERTY anymore, but I can type two hundred words a minute. Right, right, right. And however you got your superpower, I'd love to hear it. And I'm curious at what point in time was it for you? Because I'm, that's just between the both of us and we got a ton more. Okay, <laughs> but we don't want, we'll be, we'll be here forever. But I'll be all ears. Follow us now on Twitter at Radio Free Rabbit so we can keep the conversation going. Like what you hear? Give us a five-star review and help developers just like you find their way into the rabbit hole. And never miss an episode. Subscribe now, however you listen to your favorite podcast. On behalf of our producer extraordinaire, William Jeffries, and my amazing co-host, Dave Anderson, and me, your host, Michael Nunez, thanks for listening to The Rabbit Hole.